Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Blog Talk Radio. This is Master Griot Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words, shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Digital Drummer with Urban Tech Talk with Jim Newson. Hello, hello, hello. And sorry for being a little late. <laughs> Jim? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing tonight? Hi, I'm doing great, great. I we just do... got off the road uh, from Vegas, so I'm trying to acclimate myself as well. Okay. Uh, we do have a caller on the line, so I'm going to bring him on. Um, the number, if you could just speak, we have one caller. I'm, I'm getting ready to make you live. One moment. Hi, this okay. is Wayne Hicks. This is Wayne Hicks with BDPA. Hi, Wayne. How are you? I am outstanding. Thank you. How you doing, Wayne? Welcome I am excellent, Jim. It's a pleasure to be with, with you on, on, this ra- on the Griot Radio Show. I've been looking forward to this, um, you know, uh, what we're doing as a collaboration with the uh, BDPA, just your background in history in community service and business. Uh, a lot of people are not aware of uh, uh, Incubator and the other pro- projects that you've been working on um, in, in uh, Ohio. Okay. Um Gentlemen, just real quick, before we get um, started, just let's give our guests, because we have new guests that come in at different times, and we just let everyone know this is the Digital Drummer, and um, this is the official radio program for the Urban Tech Fair. So, Jim, can you take a moment and just share with our guests what the Urban Tech Fair is, and then give um, let everybody know what the acronym BDPA stands for. And then, Wayne, why don't you come in and tell us a little bit about BDPA and your relationship with the Urban Tech Fair. Is that all right? That'd be fine. Okay. Go ahead, Jim. All right. The uh, Urban Tech Fair is a showcase of uh, local resources and tech community organizations. We believe that Silicon Valley, the spirit of innovation, and entrepreneurship lives in our own backyards and that there are multiple organizations and groups that are doing good work that never get any type of exposure but yet are developing our youth and our community for the next frontier when it comes to technology. As one can uh, attest, uh, there's a change going on uh, in our economy and around the world. And hopefully the Urban Tech Fair can showcase some of the best of it. All right. 
So, uh, Wayne, let us know what BDPA stands for and then about the organization. Uh, BDPA was created about 36 years ago, back in 1976. The original acronym stood for Black Data Processing Associates. Now we just simply go by the acronym BDPA. We are a group of African-American IT professionals. There are 45 chapters around the nation, and we have an annual conference, an annual technology conference um, each year. We work with young people to provide them with STEM, uh, science, technology, education, or excuse me, engineering and mathematics, with STEM experiences uh, through weekend training. So um, that, that's something that we're very, very proud of. Uh, I am, have been a member of the organization since the late 1980s. I first met Jim Newsom uh, when he came on board and agreed to uh, charter a chapter for BDPA in the Las Vegas, Nevada area. That's, that's how we met about nine years ago. Um, at one point, I was the national president for BDPA. Um, I have been president of our chapter in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, and I'm currently the executive director for the 501c3 uh, nonprofit tax-exempt arm of the organization. We call it the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. Um, so I'm, I'm all about, and I, I have a great passion for ensuring that our community and our people are prepared for the jobs of the 21st and 22nd century, that they, are, that they have the, the, the technology chops, that they have the experiences, that they have the opportunities to demonstrate that the talent that lies within them. And so I enjoy working with the kids in the K-12 area. Um, I enjoy working with uh, college students that are taking computer science and other um, hard sciences, and I enjoy working with those that are in the industry and trying to work their way up. Um, my corporate career included 20-some years with the federal government, the last eight of those years in what they call the SES, or Senior Executive Service. Um, the past 10 years, I've had my own business. Uh, five years of that, I ran an, a small business incubator in downtown Cincinnati, where we tried to grow businesses that were owned by women and people of color. So um, it's all about taking the resources that we have in those urban cores, in those urban communities, and, and using technology and entrepreneurship, you know, making the most of them, creating our own solutions instead of crying that we're not getting what we, what we think should be given to us by others. Great. That, that is very much true. And um, that's the one thing I do like about the concept that Jim developed for the Urban Tech Fair is um, by him going locally into Pacific, you know, um, corridors, it, it is um, – it's innovative in the sense that it's actually creating interaction and actually including a lot of time a group. When we do a lot of different things, the local merchant many times is left out of these type of events. And so by bringing in a commercial carter, it brings innovation and draws traffic, you know, to the local merchants, involves them, and in turn from there involves the entire community and we do get an opportunity outside of our own little areas to show what we actually have. And sometimes what happens a lot is you may not know somebody two, two doors down for you around a corner. You may not know all the different things they can do and that they have because um, I think we have gotten, you know, kind of so into ourselves that we don't even share our information amongst one another as much. 
So I think it's good locally for for locally to understand all the things you have, and I know new partnerships and relationships will be made out of that, and as well as, you know, to showcase um, our local areas and cities, you know, nationally. And um, honestly, since we're on the Internet, it, it, we're, lo- we're showcasing everything globally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, um, and BDPA being one of our um, oldest and strongest organizations in the um, black community, tech organizations, I think it's a great partnership. So, um, if I could say this about the BDPA, it's a uh, volunteer organization made up of uh, professionals of uh, goodwill looking to give back to their community. Uh, there is kind of a dual mindset about the BDPA in the sense that on one hand, it's a member service organization there to help people network and build their careers and, and get the different tools they need. But then on the other hand, the uh, uh, BDPA is also a community service organization that's helping and working in the youth. So when you meet the different members, we're like a family, but it's like two sets of the of the uh, Hatfields and the McCoys at the conferences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's really a joy. And I like I like what both of you have said. Um, I am living in the and working out of the Cincinnati area, but I'm uh, for this month I'll be in Los Angeles. And so this yesterday I was at Cal State Dominguez Hills uh, and was working with um, the the local chapter, the BDPA Los Angeles chapter, and they had about 16 you know young people, high school students that took up four hours of their Saturday from 10 a.m. in the morning until 2 in the afternoon, and, and they were they were being taught by volunteers on, on building websites and, and creating value that can be used to support, you know, their families, their neighborhoods, their communities, um, the businesses in those areas. And that's, that's you know, the, we hear all the negative information often about our youth and how they, you know, are doing or not doing in school. And, you know, there weren't any cameras there. It was just 16 young people you know, whose parents and guardians had got them to that campus, you know, at, at, at a particular room in the library at a computer lab to, to um, study and some volunteers that were willing to, to work with them. And that's the kind of stuff that you don't hear on the news very often. And I, I would imagine, I know that's what BDPA is all about, and I'm looking forward to seeing BDPA work with urban, with the Urban Tech Fair as it, as it evolves over time and begins to take, you know, that message of cooperative economics, that message of, you know, unity in, 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 and self-help in, in a way that um, uh, is, is very, very powerful. Yeah. Now, and I, as, I think we need to know. That, uh, as someone that's a community activist that's been involved both on a, a governmental level as well as boots on the ground in the uh, 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 corporate quarters, uh, what would you say relative where the industry is trending right now, because you touched on a lot of my hot buttons about uh, cooperative uh, uh, economics and the fact that there's a whole new skill set needed for our future generation. Maybe if you can kind of talk about the other organizations that you're famous for partnering up with, like the uh, uh, National Society of Black Engineers and the other diversity groups that you've developed relations with as to trying to bring the tech community together, Wayne, if you don't mind. No, not at all. I mean, and there are a number of organizations. You named one of them, um, and that that uh, the, the National Society of Black Engineers. 
Um, there, there's another technology organization literally called the NTA, the National Technology Association. Um, there are Hispanic versions of our technology organizations. There's actually an organization, um, the, the acronym is ITSMF, or Information Technology Senior Management Forum, that's made up of 80 chief information officers, 80 executives, African Americans, um, who have gotten together to try to make a difference um, in the community and, and uh, through those corporate halls. They've tried to, to reach back in a, in a formal way uh, with mentorship programs and the like uh, with BDPA leaders. And so th there's, a, there's an awful lot of activity that goes on out there, and it's up to, you know, it's up to us to, to support projects and initiatives like the um, Urban uh, Tech Fair. It's up to us to really understand that this whole initiative of it back in our day it was called the digital divide we were trying to bridge the digital divide and i think now what you hear from you know president obama and from others is we're just trying to make sure that america is prepared for the future and that we can win the future and our young people are not going to be able to win the future unless they are are well versed in science technology you know mathematics the, the what we call stem unless they're well versed in that stuff they will they will be victims in the future, not victors, and and that's a, a big part of what BDPA and other technology organizations are are working to do to ensure that our young people are prepared to ensure that our businesses in those corridors that you that you talked about in those urban areas that you talked about, just ensure they're prepared and that they're ready to make a difference. The the beauty of the internet is that you don't have to be you know a Fortune 100 company to 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 have the appearance of a Fortune 100 company through internet radio or through the, the various social media, et cetera. But all that is not possible unless you're prepared and, and, and ready to you know, really show, uh, come correct, show your best, put your best foot forward. Yes. So um, where do you stay? Um, Jim did ask a question before when he first started, um, an interesting question. Where do you feel the industry is trending right now? And what skill sets should we be acquiring and making sure that our children acquire to be prepared? Well, one thing that that is very important for our children, especially children of African descent, um, is that there's basically three things that each of the each of us needs to try to have, if at all possible. We each need to ensure that our children have access uh, to a computer in the home. Yes, they're available in libraries. Yes, they're available at uh, community centers in some cases. Yes, in some schools, some schools, not every school, but some public schools, um, you have computer labs and like. But our kids, if they truly want to master um, technology, then they need to be able, uh, during those hours that they're at home, to have access to it. So, you know, part of the three-part uh, lesson or three-part um, stool that I try to talk to all, all parents about when I talk to them is, is have a computer at home, have access to the Internet at home. That's crucial. That's important. That's where... That's where the world is, is, is taking shape right in front of us. Um, businesses that did not exist, you know, just 10 years ago, like Facebook or like Twitter or like uh, Pinterest, or you can, you can go on and on, that, that now exist just because of Internet and people that have understood or, and, and thought about how to really master what goes on on the Internet. And then the third thing I tell them is it's, it's one thing to have the computer. It's one thing to have access to the Internet. But then you have to get the training, and where that training comes from a group like BDPA, where that training comes because you go to what you go to an event that's hosted by the Urban Tech Fair. However, you get the training, our kids need to be trained, and we can't depend up always upon others. Um, as much as the public school systems in the in urban centers around the country want to do good, um, they're just those school those school systems are struggling to have the funds and the and the teachers that have the knowledge 
to just get basic stuff across, much less, you know, computer uh, uh, technology and computer access and computer training. That's where outside groups like BDPA try to make a difference. Um, and that's where the – so if you start off with that, then you have kids that grow up, you know, understanding, maybe having a better chance of, of mastering and of, and of turning their knowledge and their love of, of computer graphics and of, of gaming into, into actual income, into businesses. Um, and we get we get away from becoming just consumers, and maybe we start creating, you know, some of these interactive businesses, some of these interactive games that are, you know, creating entire industries. That's that's kind of where we want to move with things as as we go forward, and um, and that's where the industry that's where the industry is trending. It's trending an awful lot towards you know the cloud and an awful lot towards you know increased use of the internet to, to for commerce to get money to transfer back and forth. Okay. Well, we have you a know, caller uh, on the line. Uh, before we take that caller, let me just uh, uh, touch on okay. one of the points because uh, uh, Wayne is, is a big is big on collaboration. He taught me how to write my first uh, uh, MOU. And um, one of the groups that we at the Urban Tech Fair are proud to be uh, uh, partnering with is the President's uh, Broadband uh, Opportunity Coalition. Uh, that's a national program that addresses some of the three points that uh, Wayne Hicks just spoke of in terms of uh, having a, a computer at home and having access. They have a 1-800 number that will direct you to uh, ISP services that offer discount programs and discount uh, services in your neighborhood, whether you're in uh Miami, Florida, or Seattle, Washington, uh, programs such as Continental Cable's uh, Child Lunch Program. Uh, if you are, your child qualifies for free lunch at our school, Continental Cable will give you Internet access in the home for $10 a month, and they will give you a certificate for a discount computer, $150 off on a laptop so you can get an affordable computer in your home, the very points that he's speaking of. So I wanted to reiterate that in the uh, spirit of uh, coalition. That number is one eight six six seven six five nine one eight. 965 And that's part of the Broadband Opportunity Coalition which is a collaboration of all your major legacy uh, social and civil rights organizations such as the NAACP, the Urban League. They're all working together under uh, President Obama's Broadband Adoption Initiative, uh, a program where he's pledged and set a national goal of getting uh, 95% of the country online by next year. So sorry to jump in there, Jackie, but I wanted to make sure yeah. I don't mind I put that number out. Okay, I need you to give it one more time. I missed the number. It is one eight six six seven six five nine one one eight. And again, if you can't afford a computer, they have a list of disk rebuilt services to make owning the actual hardware affordable for our community, and it's a national number. So try it. It may help you. It may save you some money. 
Okay, so we're going to go to our caller on the line. We have two callers on the line, so I'm going to open up the lines, and first we're going to go to caller from the 301. Um, hello, this is Lee Sanders, um, also known as Alita Social Media Rocks on Facebook. Good evening, Mr. Um, Hicks. How are you? And Jim, outst- how are you? Outstanding, thank you. And Jackie, how are you? <laughs> how are you? How are you? Jim's on the line. Thank you. I have two questions, Mr. Rainhick. Thank you so much for your organization and for doing all that you do. And um, I wanted to ask you first: um, Can the Urban Tech Fair people um, get a slight discount on joining the um, joining your organization? One and second, um, I also wanted to know. I'm very concerned about the adults of the children who are going to be learning about uh, technology and and, and, and you, um, benefiting from STEM. I work with uh, Adults Welfare to Work programs, and I would like to see more programs geared to those who have dropped out of school in 8th and ninth, 10th grade who, I pro- who are, how can we get them the opportunity to learn about technology, coding, social media, and other technology that would help them? Like, how could we not just help the young people, but help the adults. Okay. Um, the the first question on getting the, the uh, discount has that uh, Jim talked about earlier. He used the uh, acronym MOU, a Memorandum of Understanding. Um, it would just be a matter of of creating a Memorandum of, of Understanding between um, BDPA and the Urban um, Tech Fair Initiative. And as long as there were benefits to to both you know both parties, it's something that that can be worked out. You know, the, the reality is. Um, we, we encourage people to find value in investing in themselves. Membership in BDPA for a student is $25 per year, and for an adult is $100 per year. Um, many of us, you know, if we, if we um, over the course of a year, if we had one less fast food, you know, place per month that we went to, that would cover the cost of a, of a BDPA membership and would allow us to invest in our own future. But that's something that, that you know, more than willing to talk about um, with, with uh, the Urban Tech Fair folks. On the second question, you know, BDPA prides itself on classroom to the boardroom, and so although our youth education programs are well documented, and and you know, folks like to see young people that are learning. The reality is, we're more than happy to do those same things um, with adults as well. Um, in our New Jersey chapter, a week from yesterday, a week or a week next Saturday, I guess is a better way to say it, um, they'll be having their ninth annual Families in Technology Day. And okay. that's a day that will be at the New Jersey Institute of Technology, and it'll okay. be for the entire family, not just for the kids. There okay. will be programs for the kids, but the entire family will be encouraged to, and, and they do um, take part in the in the seminars. They take part in the um, in the online earning, uh, online earn, learning rather that that is there, um, and they also are part of the raffle. It turns out that a number of the corporations um, in that New Jersey area, from Johnson and Johnson to Prudential. Um, to Microsoft actually donate up to 100 laptop computers, and so before that day is is done, there will be families that will be walking away with um, laptop computers that they can then use um, in the way we've talked about before. Um, if you have specific programs that where we can identify, you know, folks that are in that welfare to work program, um, mm-hmm. it, again, depending on if it's co-located where we have one of our 45 chapters, it is just a matter of a conversation. Um, the curriculum that we use works. For any age level, and it's okay. and our interest is to work with anybody who wants to improve their skill set in this technology space. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate that because, uh, believe me, I, I believe a lot of people would benefit and change their whole lives if they could um, get that type of education. Alrighty. Um, I just want to make an announcement real quick here before we move on, um, and I want to make it with you, Wayne. We actually have a national calendar. Um, Kelvin Brown, who is a member of from our NBBTA community, National Black Business Trade Association, he actually donated a one-year calendar to the Urban Tech Fair on from this calendar service called Strawberry Square. It's an excellent service. We're still, you know, gathering dates, but um, until then, for BDPA, I will create a form for for the events, and you guys can submit it. And and on that form, you will tell us how often you want to promote it from two weeks out. Like if you want to promote it, you know, day 10, day 5, day 3, day 1, day of event, however you want that promotion to go. And when you do that, it will automatically promote across our Facebooks and Twitters and um, LinkedIn accounts. And it automatically gets posted on our calendar. So we're offering that. Hmm? Yeah, that's outstanding. Just just um, offline yeah. send me how to how to get started with that. I'd be more than happy to to begin to populate that calendar. The more that we're able to cross promote, you know, organizational uh, events for whether it's for BDPA, the Urban Tech Fair, NBBTA, the more that the better off we are. Um, there yeah. there is there is just so much information and education that's out there, and we just have to to find people where they might be. And if it's on that calendar that you're talking about, if it's at one of our you know, face-to-face meetings that we have around the country in those 45 cities each month. You know, if it's at an urban tech fair and it's an uh, actual event, a fair, wherever it happens to be, I'm, I I love cross-promotion. So I'm more than happy to, to uh, support yeah. that. Yeah. As you were speaking and you were saying that event, I'm like, well, how can we get all – I said, that's right, we have this calendar. We, You know, we, we, we actually have it. So that would be a good thing. I have it for promotions, and I'll talk about that a little later, where our business members can win – um, one free promotion a month. We'll do a drawing, and someone can win um, a free promotion, which is different from an event. A promo is, you know, like a special yeah. or a discount. But we we also have that too, where they can win one a month. So um, now I'm going to bring on your other caller. We've got a couple more callers. This is the caller from five seven zero. Hello. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, we can hear you. How are you doing? Yes, we can hear you. Hey, it's Black Magnificence. It's called to show some love. You know, uh, doing the blow talk show earlier. Just got finished because the uh, blow talk decided to end me uh, early in my overtime. <laughs> but uh, listening so far, I think this is real great because we, we need things like the Urban Tech Fair to get more information out to black people that may not know too much, like older, older black people that may not know too much about recent technology and teach the the babies how to, you know, use a computer for more than just surfing on YouTube and talking on MySpace and or Facebook. So I, I think yeah, I think what you're doing is great. Yeah, yeah I think I think it's important. And, and the reality is that the the baby this this is Wayne. The babies, um, I I'm just amazed because they they have a they have adapted and have adopted the new technologies and they use it almost without thinking. I mean, they're able to text without without just almost without thinking, it seems like to me at different times. And and I mean, I, I mean, toddlers are are 
you know, they understand keyboarding and they understand you mm-hmm. know how information comes across the screen to them. And and often, as the uh, uh, Alita was talking about earlier, sometimes their parents and the adults, you know, we're not we're not as quick on that kind of stuff. Um, and but all that being said, for me, the key is that they don't our kids don't just become consumers of that information, but that they figure out, you know, how do I turn my ideas into money? I have a 16-year-old niece who's into needlepoint, and, and she creates some outstanding needlepoint, you know, designs and purses and covers mm-hmm. and, and coasters and the like. And she's doing that for, for, you know, for her family members, and she's doing it as a little business, has some little business cards and the like, and she does that uh, for church members and the like. And so I, I'm, you know, I, I, my, my goal with her is to begin to make her realize, you know what, she could start selling that stuff internationally by 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 using the technology that she's already a part of on Facebook or other places, and 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 showing her stuff, taking photos and showing some. So that, that's that's kind of the mindset that we try to get across with the folks in BDPA, and I encourage you and others. Um, our website is bdpa.org. Um, go on and, and just see what we're all about. See if we're in your local area, and whatever we can do to support, we would love to do so. Yes, I, and I did post the link, and we'll repost the link. Now, Wayne, yes. what I want to share with you, if you want to take a write down, um, every Tuesday on Block um, on Massac Real Radio is Youth Day. I have shows where young people host them, starting at ten years old. Okay. You talking about some dynamite, but I one of the young. So I have this whole now um, group of young people that I actually connect with. Now here in Philadelphia, her name is Tweety Etilu, E T I L O U. You find her on Facebook under Young Hip Chick. She is one of the youngest fashionistas in the industry. She's 17 years old, and she has a booming business. She writes her own blog. She has models. She she promotes, she does giveaways, she just has mastered it. That's so have your, um, ha- have your, did you say your niece or your granddaughter? My niece, yes. Your yeah. niece. Have your niece connect with um, Tweety. I will do that. Thank you very much. Because that's all fashionable items, okay? Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yes. And that's what we have to do more of. I mean, I, I think earlier on the call someone was talking about that sometimes we haven't been known to share, and we just have to do more of that and share to the point that, that you know, I, I share all the time not really caring if there's something that comes back because, you know, I know how the things work. Things come back tenfold eventually. If, I, I just like to give it away, and, and too often we think that we're, you know, hiding something or keeping it where we only get the benefit from it. And that, that, that's kind of small-minded thinking, whether it's running a business or whether it's running, a, you know, an initiative like the Urban Tech Fair, whether it's running organizations like BDPA. You know, we have to get into the habit of just sharing just for the sake of sharing because you never know who's listening. You never know who might pick up, you know, a tip or might hear something that makes a difference. Um, you know, this connection with my niece and, and the young lady you're talking about in Philadelphia, who knows where that might lead, you know, all because you were willing to share that, that, that uh, information, you know, on this particular call. So I, I just, I, I, I'm appreciative for being a guest, and I look forward to answering any other questions that your guests may have. Yes. And since we're Let's sharing, um, black significance? Yes. Yes. Can you please share, you guys, would you, y'all give away commercials on the, on your radio? Yeah, um, I do a 10, 30-second clips of a free, free advertising on my show. I'll play them, you know, every show or any specific time you want me to play them for free of charge because I believe nobody has to, nobody should pay for a handshake. <laughs> especially in the condition of our people are in, we need to network more without, you know, always looking to, 
get something for nothing yeah. or yeah. get something for the cheapest rate. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, now, and what's the name of your show? Go it's ahead, called first. Black. It's called uh, Black Action Productions. I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blacknificence. Uh, my email is blackactionproduction uh, black at gmail.com. And the show is um, Black at Your Productions? That's the yeah, name of the, the show? Yeah, the show is on Black Talk. Mm-hmm. Black at Your Productions. We, I'm on Sunday, 8 to 10 uh, Eastern. I think it's 5. Uh, the other time zone was not too, you know, keen with. I'm 8 to 10 on Eastern. And just check your time zone. It's, it's whatever, 8 o'clock on the East Coast. Little, that's when they're on the, you know. Western and Central Times is Sunday, thir- uh, Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Thursdays, I'm trying to have like a a, a, a showcase of talent night. Like we just had poet, uh, some spoken word poetry last Thursday, and um some comedy, some uh, comedy people that came on. It was an hour show. And was, I figured people are not gonna sit there every night and want to listen, you know, for two hours or longer. Not everybody's attention span is that great. But it's Sunday, Wednesday and, and Thursday. Sunday and Wednesday is the two hour show. Thursday is the, the show you know, showcase the black talent night for from eight to, to nine PM on Eastern Eastern time. Okay. So well, everyone we, take account of that. Because it's all about two people. Yeah, we, we congratulate you because it's those type of ideas and that type of innovative talent that's coming out of our community that's going to be the commerce of the future. Uh, as you said earlier, those ideas. Do you have an idea that can solve a problem in your community? Do you have an idea that can solve a problem in your field of interest? Do you have an idea that you can use technology to leverage into existence? And I was just at an event uh, last month uh, for the uh, the uh, National Awards for the mini-series, uh, mini-shows, L.A. Web Fest. And those are like five-minute uh, films, video awards for a lot of the stuff that you see on YouTube, different series. And it's innovators like you that this freely available technology, whether it be for a radio show, uh, a video show, or a, a dance or educational video that are using it in unique ways that we will now be able to market and expand around the globe, as Wayne was saying earlier. I congratulate you, my brother. Thank you very much. I, I try to do you know, what I can so we can you know, start networking and building and hopefully get something moving that will benefit us, benefit everybody. Thank you very much, too. I appreciate it. Jackie, you say we had another caller out there? Um, Yes, there's another caller, but they haven't pressed one, so we're just going to thank the caller from the 615. They haven't um, um, pressed one if they want to talk, so they may just be listening in. And... um, Alita, I wanted to know, I know you were looking for a chapter out in your area. Were you able to locate the local BDPA? Um, I, there's one in D.C. and there's one in Baltimore. So I was just going to just join, and I was able to, and I was calling, but I haven't been able to 
get a call back or, or any hear anything back. So I was just going to go physically up there and see <laughs> how what, it is. Which chapter did you join? The one in Baltimore or the I one in DC? Join, um, the one. Well, I want to join the one in DC because it's closer to me. Because I'm yeah, in the okay. Washington metropolitan area, but I couldn't. Nobody was picking up the phone, or nobody was. So I figured that maybe what I'll do is just drive to it instead. You know, that's what I'll do, and that way I can connect that way. If it's okay to drop by the, um, heck, I mean, is it okay to drop by the office? It's always okay. Um, okay. And, and um, Alita, just offline, get in touch with me, and I'll I will introduce you to the president for the D.C. chapter. Um, oh, great. Thank you. Yeah, their, their chapter, because there's so many activities going on in, in D.C., um, their chapter does a lot of collaboration and, and, and works together with a lot of folks. Um, this Yesterday, actually, they were uh, there, there must be a, a TV station, WABC, and so they had a, a joint program with WABC yesterday. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be more than happy to make that connection with you, and, and um, uh, oh, it's always you. great to see new members I and just see people that try to take advantage. Did. Oh, thank you. I did friend you, and so uh, when you do see it, I had inboxed you, too. So um, I do understand that you're very busy, and I understand about being a, um, a SES. I wanted to say my father is a chemist, and he's a SES in the, um, in the Environmental Protection Agency, so I do understand your position way back then when you were SES. I just wanted to mention that. Outstanding. But a lot of people don't know what that is sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, outstanding. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Okay, our caller from the 615 does want to speak, so I'm opening up the line. Hello Hi, from the 615. You. Hi. Hi, how you doing? Doing great. Well, my name Welcome is Welcome to the show. And I'm here in Your name and where you're from? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear yes. you now. Go ahead. Okay, my name is Teresa, and I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee. All right. Yeah. Do you have anything going on here? I, I think at some point there was something going on maybe about five or six years ago. Then I haven't heard from anybody. Yeah, there's um, you all call that Middle Tennessee, right? Correct. Yeah, we have a BDPA Middle Tennessee chapter. It's one of the 45 chapters. You can you can do the you know an internet search and BDPA Middle Tennessee and it'll show up, or you can go to the website bdpa.org and there'll be a menu for all of the chapters. But it's our Middle Tennessee chapter. It's um, corporately it's supported uh, in, a, in a big way by Deloitte, the, the, um, one of the large consulting firms in the country. Um, they, they have programs with young people. They have uh, young people that are creating their own businesses. Um, uh, one young man that I met at the conference last year from Middle Tennessee has created his own clothing line. So they, they're a very active chapter that does some great stuff uh, from the classroom to the boardroom. And Teresa, I encourage you to to um, look them up. They're, they're, are you on Facebook, Teresa? I am. Um, their president is a is an executive at Deloitte. His name is Kendall Norris. Okay. And um, you can reach out to him that way, or like I say, just go to bdpa.org. But very very active chapter in Middle Tennessee. Do you know if they are doing any work with the entrepreneurship center? Because I don't really see a lot going on, particularly in regards to technology transfer development among African Americans here at all. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if they are I can't speak to that. I don't know if they are. A lot of the entrepreneurial work that takes place in urban cores around the country is through um the Urban League. The Urban League seems to to um have that as one of their initiatives to, you know, try to get um uh, entrepreneurial small business, you know, minority owned or black owned businesses 
um, connected where, with things like you're talking about, technology transfer, and, and just taking advantage earlier, uh, Jim had talked about broadband, just making sure that our businesses are taking full advantage of the resources um, that are out there. Yeah, I actually work with the Urban League. Yeah, so they do some stuff, you know, well, through the Kauffman yeah. through the Kaufman the Kaufman Center. They have they got grant money, I guess, through the Kaufman folks in Kansas City, and they're doing that. In terms of BDPA, you know, one of our stakeholders is the entrepreneurial stakeholder, but that one has not evolved as much as we have done with students and with IT professionals that are in corporate America. We have to do a, a uh, we're trying to do a much better job with entrepreneurs. Um, we just we're not there yet. Okay. Well, um, one thing, um, Wayne is correct that um, BDPA is part of, I mean, Urban League is part of the President's Broadband Initiative, and they, and they do receive funds far as um, un, under that scope. And then also, um, far as what's forthcoming, that is one of the um, aspects of the Urban Tech Fair, access, education, and commerce. Commerce is a key aspect. So when we, um, as we're doing an urban tech fair, our seminars will um, cover entrepreneurship and business. Will be um, a big coverage in our um, virtual and on the ground um, seminars and workshops, as well as we go into community and actually um, create a Wi-Fi cloud within a commercial corridor. So we will be focused around. Um, there'll be a big focus on commerce with the urban tech fair. So if you um if you go to um there on Facebook there's an Urban Tech Fair group and an Urban Tech Fair fan page. If you join it, um by tomorrow morning we're redirecting our urbantechfair.org. So but it'll be up um as soon as I'm off of here. I just had to um I had to do one thing and had to wait for that to clear, and then I'll do the redirect. By tomorrow morning, you can go to urbantechfair.org. That will take you to the um, to the website, which will, you know, give you our general information. But we do have the groups that are active. And um, so there you'll be able to sign up um, for the city, say whatever city that you're in, what your interests are, um, we have a resource library. We can start looking up information. So right now we're just collecting data. So as um, different, you know, cities get their dates and their itineraries get developed, we can start letting everyone know. Now, if you're interested in hosting an urban tech fair in your community, you can let us know. Yes. So if you're interested in doing that. Yes, you, it's all volunteer, but if you're interested in hosting an urban tech fair in your city, you can let us know. And, and I mean, and there's great benefit, especially if you have a business. There's great, there's great benefit um, for it in working with it because I'm also one of the organizers and I'm a marketing strategist. So we're not just asking people to, you know, business people to volunteer, you know, in the tunnel. We understand that one of you know business person's objective always is to you know gain um, brand awareness as well as drive traffic in the hopes of you know converting that traffic to sales. So we create um, an environment that supports that. But um, and we working in partnership with the BDPA. So you would be working with the BDPA chapter that's in your area. Okay. 
Thank you. And, mm-hmm. and, and I don't believe we have uh, uh, anybody in Tennessee as of yet. Am I wrong, Jackie? Yeah, we don't have Tennessee. So on its, when you sign up the city list, there is a other. You just put your city in, and if you're interested in working, you know, um, there's a comment section. So if you, you know, interested in, you know, leading um, an urban tech fair, you know, just put your information. And um, we have a liaison that works with all the city leaders where we help you, you know, develop, give you the guidelines, who to reach out into your community. Now, I'm not familiar with the Urban Tech Fair. Can you tell me what all that comprises and what it does as far as it uh, Well, just simply speaking, the Urban Tech Fair is a national showcase providing access, education, and commerce while promoting, I'm sorry, providing access and education while converting commerce in your own community. Our is to demonstrate that Silicon Valley the spirit of innovation and entrepreneurship exists in your own backyard. And how do we do that? We do that by going into the community and asking them, do they have an idea that can solve a problem, bringing them together through a series of both online and real-world seminars and events that last over a period of seven days, promoting technology highlighting companies and organizations such as the BDPA, the Urban League, uh, the Second Baptist Church, uh, the SBA uh, program, the cultural arts programs in the community. Uh, We have both real-world demonstrations of products and services. For example, in Philadelphia, uh, one of the things we're working on is to have the high school computer competition team of the BDPA, I think it's about 10 or 12 kids that have just done some fantastic projects both on hardware and software and have them do a to inspire their youth in the community to come out and to let people know to demystify technology. So if I can say it again in a simpler way, it's like any other fair. It's a gathering of booths and exhibitions, public entertainment and education, yeah, um, it's it, it's just like a fear, but it's also a little different. And but we do, um, it's almost like a thirty day process, but we're physically on the ground for seven days. And the one thing about it, we actually come into the community, into a commercial corridor in a neighborhood, and build a Wi-Fi cloud, a hardwire Wi-Fi cloud, using the um, retail businesses in that commercial corridor. So. Um, this way, people, if they come to the area of the cloud, you know, they can get Internet access. So if they're hanging down in the commercial corridor, it's a better chance that those people will start visiting those establishments. And um, just to give you an example how it really brings the community together, I'm not just doing the national. I'm also heading up the one in Philadelphia. Well, <clears throat> they have a, what we call my his state representative, W. Curtis Thomas, and he is a tech fanatic, and he's all, my church is in his district. I don't live there, but I've been attending that church for over 30 years. And um, I knew he was the go-to person when it came to tech, and he's about getting things done. He's not one of the politicians just about talking. So one meeting with him, he totally told me everything I needed to do, where I needed to go to get the money. That's why I knew Urban League had the money 
because he told me, and you know, when you go online, um, you'll also see it. But he said Urban League was given the money. He knows that down to a T. Our commercial carter that we're going to use is a commercial carter in his district. And he already told me a bank that's going to be one of our cornerstones, another organization. He told me all the probable cornerstones along that carter. Now what has happened, at the same time, I um, another reason why I'm doing this, I, put the, I have a performance tour, a value tour about performance and values. And um, we were working on that, and Jim's part of that group too. So we started with the Urban Tech Fair, and then we say we would bring the performance tour behind that because of some similar things, and we could come together and work together. Now, another thing I'm working on locally was to doing a talent showcase at a mall. The mall's been pitting me off, put me off, finally got corporate to give out the paperwork, but now we're three weeks out from the date, second date we were supposed to start, which is not enough promotion time. So I just decided, hey, instead of trying to rush that in, why don't I just do that during the Urban Tech Fair? Now, we're going to be hosting ours the last week of September. At the same time, who's near me, which there's be happening sometime around that, August, September, or early October, will be New Jersey and D.C., where um, Alita is, who's on the call right now. So we're not that far from one another. Yeah. D.C. is two hours. Jersey is a little less than two hours. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take this local talent showcase that I was going to do at this local mall, which they call the Black Mall, here in Philadelphia. And so instead of just doing that one event, now we're going to break it up, and I'm going to ask the different urban tech fairs in the area to host auditions, and then um, we're going to... Um, host auditions. We're going to do have the finales at the mall, which drives traffic to this desperately needed mall that desperately needs traffic. We're all the merchants participating. We already have Gerard Avenue, so we got a second carter, and then we're going to have the winners be able to get slots on the performance tours that's going to another 18 cities. So that's just a small example, but um, also there's a brain trust that, you know, through my state rep identified various things in just in that in the community that we can bring attention to and leverage. So our next meeting I'm gonna have BDPA will be out. Um my church is also we also social service agency because we're about mainstreaming for the deaf and hearing. So in Philadelphia we're gonna be working on assistive technologies as well. So I had the pastor who's also um a deaf advocate and um member of, you know, that and, um, you know, a pioneer in deaf advocacy, she will be out. We're going to have BDPA, I think, and one more member. So this will just be our second meeting. But at the end of the second meeting, we will have it all coordinated, and all of these different facets of the community will be coming together. And so um, that just gives you an idea. But physically, there will be a Wi-Fi cloud. You're going to have a virtual website. So this website is going to show how the Wi-Fi cloud is running, when it's up, when it's down. Um, people in the community can advertise the businesses. Different things can advertise. You have your schedule. The virtual expo, there will be two-week virtual expo. Everything will be able to be accessed through your city's website. And then the last week will be seven days of a physical on-site where they have booths and vendors and seminars and gym 
Mr. Peace de Delizance or <laughs> the centerpiece well, is a three day tech challenge. And that tech challenge, um, based on what your community needs are, that will be the Pacifics of that tech challenge. And so, um, you know, different communities have different needs or different focuses they want to focus on. But they, you will go in, whether it's developing an app or a game, and it will solve a specific issue within your community that you feel the community wants to work on. So you will come out with a physical end product. So uh, I know that, that we've thrown, thrown a lot at you real quick, so if you have some questions, <laughs> or you want me to break it up in a little bit. Well, just join the group. You get the opportunity. The first thing you just need to do, you sign up with your city so we know that you're there. And we have your email to, to start disseminating information to you. And people are posting all the time. It's a great resource to group alone. You'll see a lot of BDPA members. BDPA also nationally has a group on Facebook, and various chapters have groups. So you have the opportunity to interact more with everyone. And we have a lot more guests in the chat room. Anybody in the chat room with any questions? I had a question I gave to Jim. Jim? Okay. Go ahead. Oh, Jim? I, I, I thought you asked that in, in terms of uh, uh, the membership, the collaboration with... Uh, no, um, with, I had a question. That, uh, did you see it that I sent you? Um, I, I might have missed it because um, I didn't came in a little later, but I want to know what B, um, BDPA and Urban Tech Fair has done. I mean, um, what are the future collaborations? I mean, besides, you know, now, but, like, have, it, have you... And I hope I'm not sounding... Have you worked on any projects now or, I um, mean, before? I mean, well, like what projects have let, been let, let, me, let me step in here because uh, the the Urban Tech Fair was born out of the BDPA. Okay. It was my experience at the national conference, seeing the different kids in the country compete, show you what we're having for their members, Interpreting resumes and 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 building up business contacts, uh, and I said, how can we, you know, take this to another level and spotlight not only groups like the BDPA, which are working every day in our community with no fanfare whatsoever, the works of legacy organizations like the NAACP, grassroots organizations like every little community church, and the family itself. Every family across this country has a nerd in it. There's some kid that can <laughs> work, fix, do anything. How do we make that kid a star? How do we tap into that kid? Every kid, every family in this country has someone in it that they think can sing. Every neighborhood has a shade tree mechanic that fixes everybody's car that paints all the house. How can we bring this economy and show them how to leverage technology in their daily lives to take what they're passionate and have a, a love of doing and convert it into an actual uh, uh, income or style of life for them, to take them out of the traditional brick-and-mortar uh, thinking, uh, 20, 20th century thinking, and begin to let them focus 
on the uh, 21st century. I was uh, in Vegas for a wedding this weekend, and uh, my uh, aunt, who is uh, roughly, let's just say she's over 60, and most of her classmates and friends were there, and it amazed me that they all had their, their iPads and their tablets and their iPhones, and, you know, they're showing their different things. They're going to their Facebook. And we're talking about black baby boomers. we got to remember that black baby boomers, these generations, our, our parents, they broke the ceilings. They, they broke it. They spent 20 years with the utility company, uh, 15 or 30 years with corporate America and now retiring with all this knowledge, skill, and ability. Some of these guys, you know, to us, I'm 58. To us, I'm seeing Star Trek come to life with little chip phones, scanners, and we see what these kids are taking for granted. So I say that to say that the Urban Tech Fair is intended to showcase not be an organization itself, but simply to highlight the good works that are going on in our community, the positiveness that are going on in our community, the talent that we have in our community, so that we can begin to take a different uh, outlook and gather the resources and work them towards our, our own benefit. Thank you. That's great. But before we run out of time, while I still have uh, Wayne Hicks on the line, uh, this brother has been uh, in uh, online or social networking back in the days of uh, Yahoo groups. And, uh, I mean, he's really seen uh, this inter Internet industry grow. And, you know, we're talking about all the fabulous potential of it. And I'm reading about all the events and, and tech challenges and hackathons and all where they're promoting the um, the prosperity aspect of it, uh, you know, the, the like a carrot that there's so much that can be made versus uh, going after the real thing of just the ideas that can be developed and the skill set brought out of a love for passion. Um, Wayne, do you see the industry more sort of like the Wall Street uh, layout or is, is it more uh main street um it, it wow it's not wall street so it, I, you know <laughs> those are my two options it's more main street you know what i what i see is it's more village really it's more it's more um you know individual enclaves that work together so um and and what we're trying to do through organizations like bdpa what i heard uh, you, you that you've been describing what your what your vision is for the urban tech fair is to try to bring these these different individual businesses, these different individual operations, and showcase and highlight how they can work together, you know, for the greater good. Um, I, I it, it has been an interesting journey. I started off with um, a, 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 they called it a BBS, a bulletin board system that ran on a 2400 baud <laughs> modem, you know, with dial-up, uh, and I called it Electronic Village, and I've, you know, carried that theme forward, and I've watched as, as folks have created, you know, truly outstanding things. I mean, Facebook you know, grew up out of, out of some college kids, you know, dormitory mm -hmm. as just an idea. So that there is, there is, there is money to be made. There are ideas to be shared and enhanced. There's, there's just an awful lot going on. And and um, the more that we can gather, whether it's the uh, you know five, ten, fifteen, twenty people on a 
you know, on a on a um, on a call like this, whether it's the hundreds that are listening and not calling in, whether it's you know the thousands that are going to see the the archived version of this later on. The more we could do that, the better off we all are. Um, and I, so I, I I have a passion for trying to bring people together and and do good things in this and take advantage of technology. And I, it's just been a pleasure to watch from 2400 baud modems to the cloud how it's grown over over the years. Mr. Hicks, I wanted to know did you did you know that the hashtag on Twitter, you know how they use the hashtag to emphasize a, something, the trending, mm-hmm. did you know that was developed by African Americans? I had not heard that before, no. <laughs> yeah, they were the ones like um to to well most African Americans or people of color use the mobile phone to connect to the internet and you know use all the services. Well, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, I can't say you know, but that's what that's what it uh they created the hashtag but um I wanted to know in your opinion or how would you how would you think people could t- le- people who are not aware of what they could leverage what they make popular and and how could we take something like that which they made popular and leverage it cuz Twitter people the owners know that these groups of people did this but how do we take this wonderful trend that we do best, entertainment, in technology way, and make it into something that we can package product and service type thing. I mean, you know, I guess the, the old the old adage is just do it. And, and that's always kind of been my motto is mm-hmm. at a certain point in time, um, I recognize that I, I can't, you know, I can, only, I can only share things and talk about things and hope that other people are going to adopt them, you know, for so long. At a certain point in time, you just have to do it. I mean, that's the beauty mm-hmm. of what Jim and you and, and others are doing with this urban tech firm. I mean, the idea has been out there for a long time to try to help, you know, businesses in these in these um, urban cores, whether it was through Black Chamber of Commerces or, you know, the Better Business Bureau. There's always folks that are trying to help. At some point, you just have to do it, you know. At, at, in terms of, you know, things like Twitter, we have to take advantage and actually use it. And, and ultimately, we have to do what folks have Figured out they've used it for for business as opposed to just for entertainment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, all of us on this line, if we've been on Facebook, I mean, there, there was a point in time when I didn't get on Facebook because I thought it was quote unquote just for kids. I thought it was just <laughs> another another version of MySpace. And and now you know I I can't go anywhere without seeing a business that's advertising their page, you know, on Facebook. And so if black businesses, you know, aren't seeing that and aren't doing that, then shame shame on us. And then and you know and so for those of us who know better, we have to try to go where those businesses are and explain to them how it can be done and why it's not that difficult to do and and eventually we'll start getting those shining stars that that we can you know point to as examples of where somebody has taken a brick and mortar you know mom and pop shop and and now it's taking in orders from you know Ghana and orders from Kenya and orders from mm-hmm. you know Ethiopia and other places because they've learned how to use uh, technology um yeah I, Facebook is not I, I'm very proud of what you guys are doing with Urban Tech Fair Facebook is it's not for kids anymore. It it actually is a, you know, a place where business gets done and where people make money. And I I suspect Twitter will be that way soon. You know, I I'll be honest. I haven't gotten just a new thing called Pinterest. Yeah, which, oh, which yeah. I, Pinterest I is it. Pinterest. That's what I asked. Google That's Plus. where you showcase your your um which your interests of what you like, but people are making money off of it. Oh yeah, Pinterest is a big more is really about making money. Pinterest is your visual story, just to yeah. share with everybody. But people if are actually making money from it. You have great photographs. It's telling stories visually. Um, and selling stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
and we're we're a storytelling we're a storytelling I know that's why we can make a lot of money from that. But selling people is storytelling. It's not and you know if you're going to be in business, storytelling is what you do to sell. You you tell a story. If you just go to somebody, if somebody just walks up to you and say, "Here, buy this." Chant, you're going to go, uh-huh, you don't know who they are, don't have a clue who they are. It's about storytelling. Social media is about storytelling, engaging people. Um, I just wrote a white paper about content uh, marketing and developing your social media strategy. One of the key things is you want to be, you don't want to engage your prospects too early in the sales pitch because they may not yet be ready for it. You may, you know, and that's what social media allows you, the opportunity just to have conversations, just to get to know people. We are way more likely to buy from someone that we know or someone that we feel we know yeah, than we are consumer. from a total stranger. So it is about the buzzwords today are storytelling. Transmedia storytelling is about storytelling across different platforms, not just one platform, but using different platforms to tell stories. One of the biggest mediums right now about getting messages out, um, like a fable type or underlying messages, is cartooning now. It's a great way to make a point. There are just, like, so many different aspects. So, you know, one of the biggest things that always works, the end result in sales is always word of mouth. So if we start having the right type of conversations. Which um, creates a viral marketing buzz. Yeah, and and Twitter's already making money. And we're big components, but see, Twitter does it in... um, it's a different format, and They're some people are used to, to the format. But it's about no. It's it's just a format. You can't have the elaborate conversations that you may have on Facebook so long. And but it is, and so many times people just get to blasting, and you don't get the response because Twitter again is about a conversation. So a lot of times we don't understand dimension. Everything is in dimension. So instead of just talking to the whole world, which you can do sometimes, on Twitter, put at, say that specifically to someone. Now, it's publicly displayed, but by having starting to have their conversations across with different people and talking to people more specifically in their realm, you will start to see more results. Your clout score will go up. Now, clout is becoming the number one measurement, and it measures you across all your social media. So if you want to have a good clout score, you're going to start becoming much more focused and directed in what you're doing on your social media and um, becoming known as an influencer and in what divisions. And so... um, and that's what we have to get. A lot of people just like don't um, even don't even know or care. Or, you know, a lot of people just don't even know. And that's how I wanted to ask him. And you making a good point, um, Jackie, is just to provide. I, I like the fact that for me in urban tech is to provide that information to our urban audience to get them to like what Jackie is just saying for them to even understand. I have people, my friends with PhDs and doctorates, and they don't even they wouldn't even understand what Jackie was just saying. Like she's talking in a foreign language, and they could be even improving their business if they knew about this. And um, I also sent Jim an article about social media charlatans and how just the fact that if if we can just disseminate this information and just be able to read a white paper by Jackie and other information by all of us, that they could be educated and be able to make a better decision 
on their own business and, and care. I mean, it's amazing how people who are very smart don't even know. Yeah, well, I mean, new information, new information, technology changes at such a quick pace. It's You know, it's hard to be on top of the latest thing all the time. And, uh, you know, because technology just, things move so quickly. But the thing about it is, you know, like I said, again, in the start kind of conversations we start having, focus on our assets because just at the same time, there's a lot of us that don't. Like these young people that I've met and some of these people that are hosting shows, like 10, 11-year-old boys who interview people, adults from all over on the subject of black male achievement, you know, if it wasn't for technology, they wouldn't be able to do that. Go on the Internet, have a radio show, blast it. They're getting a huge following. They're That's 10 great. and 11 years old. They take time. They research their guests. They come up with specific questions. At 9 o'clock, they got to go to bed. <laughs> it's just, you <laughs> know, so and the grandma moderates. But, I mean, these are things that actually happen in our community. And we, when you share it like that, you know, that doesn't sound super techie. But technology made it happen. So sometimes, you know, we can demystify things, you know, and different people have different gifts. Some people are good at demystifying. Some people are better at demonstrating. Some people are better at this. And um, James Hines, Hines Media Group, is doing the tech challenges. And that's the one thing he stated, that there is someone in um, every part of the community that in some way can engage technology, even if it's like developing an app. They don't have to know the programming. You know, Grandma can have the good idea. Grandma could be the storyteller. So-and-so could be the one to take that story, maybe convert it to mathematical form, and someone can convert that to code. Somebody could be the other person who knows anybody and everybody and get everybody to buy it or to download it. And, you know, there's something, there's a level that we all can engage technology. And so we need to dismiss, demystify it. And so, um, and that's one of the calls, too, for the Urban Tech Fair. We actually got to do a PR campaign so that, um, as it was stated, I think, to you earlier, Wayne, I've had a few people that work with young people who they sent their students home. And um, the parents, because their, their thing may have been to write and do a game, told me, you're not going to be playing enough. You got to do your homework. And they actually weren't able to complete their homework because the parents thought going on the Internet to play some kind of game, thought they were playing around and they weren't doing their work because they don't understand, you know, you know where the trend is and the importance of gaming right now in our society. So, you know, but PR campaigns, but just us having conversations, sharing, and not sometimes just, the, you know, I think if we just talk and share with one another and when you start to listen to people, they kind of let you know where they are and you may hear that someone has a need. And just simple, like we just did on this show, Wayne just happened to mention something about his niece. I just happened to know a, a young woman who's near her age that could really help her, who's in the business, that could help her you know, do what Wayne thought was a great idea. And then we have to have another young man on here who shares, you know, commercials. So he put that out. And I know one of the biggest issues, this is the third, fourth time, 
in about three weeks I've heard them make this offer. I have yet to hear one commercial. That's another thing. We don't take advantage. Do you know how much radio commercials cost? And the key thing that Wayne said, I don't know if everybody caught it, he said whether it's the people on this call right now, the hundreds of people listening to the call, or the thousands of people that will hear it later on. That is the one thing about the blog talk and um, a podcast. You can do a live, but afterwards it sits there. It doesn't go away. I have shows with I don't know how many thousands of views. They're from 2008, and, and, and every month somebody's listening to these shows, way back from 2008, because they keep coming up because of keywords. Oh, I wanted to say, too, the Urban Tech Fair, they had the Minority Scholarship um, link. The young lady, somebody had put in, I forgot, and I have gotten two people have already called me, told me they gotten their niece or daughter into University of Maryland Physics. Three-week program is free for um if they were in high school or in majoring in physics or some other biology program for three weeks for free at the University of Maryland and another one for a pharmacy uh, program. So I, I, I'm so happy that I can share, and I've really been pushing that, and um, I love it because there's so many great, smart um, kids of, of color and I love the fact that um, when people mention things to me, just like Wayne was saying and you were saying and Jim was saying, I share it. And when I hear, I, I like the fact that now I want to really measure it. Because what it, uh, not that I want it to come back. My phone, sorry. I just want to measure, I just want to measure it. I was so happy to hear that a young lady got into the program, like, as soon as I told her one week, and then the next week she got into the program. So I'm just happy wow. to hear that. Yeah, and then I told my cousin, too, about your um, my little baby cousin. She wants to do fashion so much. She's in North Carolina, and I told her about the um, the young lady in Philadelphia. So now she's in putting, you know, doing that now. So I'd love to share because and, and, there's so many talented people out here. And technology, I think, is well, definitely going to improve our, communi- our communities. Let's step in here because we're, we're running out of time. Um, Wayne's been so courteous. To Thank you, Wayne. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, I just want to congratulate him for all that he's done and all that the BDPA is doing to change, change the world, to change the mentality in our community, to change our awareness as a people, and their support and vision to uh, embrace and, and partner up with the Urban Tech Fair and try to support this type of initiative. I just wanted to give you all the thanks and, and, and public exposure in the world for that. Uh, uh, Wayne Hicks, you're, you're a great man doing great work in our community. Thank you. I appreciate it. I look forward to, to listening in on, on the um, Digital Drummer and, and what NBBTA and the others are doing over the course of the coming weeks and months. So look forward to work with you guys. And, and if you're, you know, you can hashtag BDPA or, or find <laughs> us on any of the other social media platforms. And then we have that old-fashioned website, too, also, uh, www.bdpa.org. You guys have a a fantastic time. Thank you. Take care. Have a good evening. Okay. Any other call of action for us, Wayne? Um, No, that's it. Just keep doing what you're doing, and feel free to reach out to me on any of those platforms if you have other things you want to work with me on offline. All right. Okay. Well, this has been the Digital Drummer, Urban Tech Talk with Jim Newsom, and our special guest has been Wayne Hicks. He's the executive director of the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. 
Again, you can go to www.bdpa.org to learn more about the BDPA. Any parting words, Jim? Yes, I, uh, I just remind all our listeners of attention. What we're trying to do with the Urban Tech Fair is not reinvent the, work, the wheel, but showcase and make people aware of what's already available all around them. Uh, this week I will be attending Digital Hollywood. You can go www.digitalhollywood.com. And that's a major event, an uh, industry event, where the studios and Silicon Valley come together to talk about the future. And if you don't anything else, just go look over the type of panels and sessions you begin to get a feel of what corporate America is preparing and looking towards bringing to your home soon. So this information is no secret. It's freely available. Yeah, it's freely available. It's not something that they're hiding from us. Uh, and as I said, I'll be there uh, in Santa Monica at the Digital Hollywood at the Urban Media Summit which will be bringing together some of your top uh, African-American and, and, and technologists of color. Uh, they'll be having all different types of sessions. I'll be reporting on it, so keep your ears open because we're looking to duplicate and, and distribute this information and knowledge all across the country. Thank you again for being a part and being a listener and spending the last hour and 20 minutes with us. All right. All righty, everyone have a great week. We'll see you back in two weeks. In the meantime, in the meantime, go to www.urbantechfair.org. Good night. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.